0: Going to base our sermon on Psalm 46. This Psalm is an encouraging Psalm. It's a great encouragement for us to trust in our God, even in the worst times, times such as this, the time the children of Israel went through in the wilderness, the time that even the nation of Israel go through a, goes through at times. This Psalm provides a great assurance. Of God's comfort and protection. I don't know whether you notice in a couple of weeks, we have been we have been doing a series indirectly on protection, God's protection over our lives. Even in the darkest times of life, this psalm gives us hope. This psalm gives us assurance. Psalm 46 is more than a psalm of protection, it gives us comfort, it gives us ability to trust in our God. We very well understand this from the life of Martin Luther who lived in the 16th century. Come, Philip, let's sing this 46th Psalm was the request of Martin Luther to his friend and his colleague. So they just joined together and they started singing the 46th Psalm. And it was a regular practice for Martin Luther in 1527, as there was very much dark days on the face of this earth. The black plague that showed it ugly head, and it was very aggressively spreading across much of the Europe and Germany. Luther's son almost died because of this plague. And Luther's health was totally going on, getting deteriorated, bending under the heavy weight, not only of this plague, but as he was staying in Wittenberg, you know, he, were, he used to minister to the sick and to the dying, and while continuing his teachings and preachings. A mighty fortress is our God, is one of the best hymns that is ever known, written by Martin Luther, based on Psalm 46. Who wrote the words, who composed the melody, and sometime between he sang this psalm, this uh, hymn, sometime between 1527 and 1529. So this morning I would like to title my sermon as A Mighty Fortress. Can you say A Mighty Fortress? A Mighty Fortress. Centuries after centuries, many people rushed to this psalm, Psalm 46 to see as they saw this psalm as a source of encouragement and confidence many people of god they even today they rush to psalm 46 whenever they need comfort Psalm 46, I would say it is a run to Psalm. It is a go to Psalm. Psalm 46 is a Psalm to go when you are in trouble, when you are in distress, when you are living in a hopeless situation. We need to rush to Psalm 46. You may have your own favorite Psalms, but just keep Psalm 46 on top of everything. You will realize in a moment why it is so important. Today we are just going to dive into Psalm 46 in the remaining time to mine some of those treasures that are hiding inside Psalm 46. Can I hear an amen? amen? Psalm 46 reveals three different dimensions of God. If you can put the next slide. A God who is in our troubles. A God who is in our midst. A God who is in our battles. Can you read that again? A God who is in our troubles. A God who is in our midst. A God who is in our battles. Let's take one at a time. Number one, a God who is is with us in our troubles. A God in our troubles. Let's read Psalm 46 verses 1 through 3. God is our refuge and strength a very present help in trouble therefore we will not fear even though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea though its waters roar and be troubled though the mountains shake with its swelling Selah you know when we read Psalms especially we often come across a word Selah at the end of different sections of Psalms if you go to the original meaning if to go to find the original meaning of sila sila in Hebrews means a couple of things it, it means to praise God so the psalmist when he writes the psalm he brings it to a certain position and he make a pause there so that we can praise God it also means to lift up God it also means forever God, you have been so forever. That's what sila means. You know, sometimes we don't read that word, right? We just skip that word because we don't know what it is. And that's what it means. Sila also encourages the readers to pause and reflect. You know, the otherwise they would be singing the Psalm verses 1 through 56 in you know, a continuous way. So the sila really helps us to take a pause there, take a moment there to reflect what we read. So troubles are so common in this world. We are talking about a God who is in our troubles. He is not anywhere else. He is in our troubles. Troubles are very common on the face of this earth. We can't handle troubles with our own strength. At least a child of God knows very well. He or she cannot handle troubles with his or her own strength. There are troubles that are known to us. There are troubles that are unknown to us. They are hidden from our eyes. Health conditions that are known to us. But there are many health conditions that we carry which are not known to us. Which are not known to the doctors. Why? Because doctors don't write all the blood tests. If you want to write all the blood tests in the prescription, it needs 12 pages. There are more than 1,000 tests we can do, anyone can do. And if we start doing all the thousands tests, the province will grow bankrupt. So doctors will never try to do all that. They will try to do minimum what is required. If you age about 40, they will try to do a, a test on cholesterol. Right? Your blood candy, blood sugar condition and various couple of other things. So health conditions that are known to us, but there are many health conditions that are not, not known to us. You know, I was just laughing with my doctor on the other day. And she was showing my blood result. And I saw many the areas are highlighted with red color. But you know what she said? Don't worry about this. So I said, why I shouldn't worry about this? It's, it's alarming, it's going above the normal, that's the reason, you know, That's about the normal range, that's the reason it is highlighted. Oh, let's not talk about it, let's not worry about it. Let's talk about only the cholesterol, let's talk about only the blood sugar, let's talk about only creatinine level, you know, all these specific things. The rest of the things, let's forget, they, they are okay, they are okay. There are health conditions that are not known to us. Relationship issues that we know, that struggle that we go through as a family, Right? As children, we know certain struggles, but there are many relationship struggles that are inside of us. Only our heart knows. Which we can't share. Which we can't show outside. Troubles are so common to this world. Financial crisis. We struggle with financial crisis today, but we don't know. There may be unknown coming on the way. Who knows? Nobody knows. Only God can do something about it. We were listening to a mom whose daughter was so close to her, close to her heart because she was a single mom too. But the moment she stepped into university, she decided whom to choose. And she herself got engaged to somebody. Her heart breaks. As a single mom, she has been taking care of her all along. Bringing up to her this to this age, protecting her, preserving her, but now when it is a matter of taking a decision, mom is not included in that. Mom is not in the picture. Breaks the heart of mom. Troubles are so common. Children behave differently. Spouses behave differently. When things are not supposed to, not going in the same way it's expected to go. You need your God. In your trouble some of us walking over Christian walk last year and year before but not in the same way but today you are seeking out to God you are drawn closer to God you need God every moment you want to cry out to God every moment your faith has increased your trust in God has increased for what trouble trouble if there is no trouble on the face of this earth we will never seek God we don't need God We need trouble. Children of God, the disciples, even in the first century, they were crying out to God, Jesus, come Lord, come, why? Because of the persecution. The church is not even thinking about, not even talking about the second coming of Lord Jesus Christ, why? There is no persecution. Troubles are the way God takes our attention, grabs our attention. Here the logic is simple, but we are talking about a God who is in the midst of trouble. He is not a troublemaker. He is not a God who creates trouble. The fallen world is throwing trouble on our lives, but God is in the midst of the trouble. Here the logic is simple. I want to read that verse 2 again, so listen to me even though you don't get that on the screen. Therefore we will not fear, even though the earth be moved, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling. The logic is very simple, God is there, we will not worry, even though certain things happen. Can you say that with me? God is there, but we will not worry, even though God is there, we will not, even though God is there, we will not, even though. Certain things are not expected to happen, the mountains getting mowed and drifted even though that happens we will not fear us too even though that situation comes you know many times we say, we pray to god god that particular thing i don't want to even name that i don't want that to come in my family i don't want that sickness to come in my life i see that family going through lord god that separation i don't want that to come in my life but here the psalmist is saying even though that happens it's not expected but it can happen it can happen to anybody it doesn't leave children of god because for the devil for the earth for the world the fallen world we are just the same the world has no clue no idea that we are made to live eternally the eternal life that doesn't belong to this world We get treated at times the same way. But God is telling in the midst of all, He's a God. He's in our troubles. Amen. In what way God presents Himself in our troubles? You can put the next slide. First of all, our refuge. He's our refuge. At times we feel trapped. At times we feel attacked. At times we feel, feel danger that is ahead of us. God is telling us, run into the refuge. Only that refuge can, only that refuge, only the refuge can hold you. Keep you safe from the attack. Psalm 71 verse 3, Bible says, be my strong refuge in the man of God, cries out God, to which I may resort continually. Psalm 71 verse 3. Be my strong refuge to which I may resort continually. Trouble is continuing. I don't have a place to go. Lord, you are my refuge, that I may visit you often. Why we need to visit? Why we need to go often to that refuge? Because trouble continues on the face of this earth. We are not afraid of the troubles because we know where to go. Refuge is a shelter that protects us from the danger have you heard about hurricane shelters hurricane shelters are built in such a way that they can even withstand category 5 storm they're so strong you know your God my God is capable of handling you know you know it doesn't really matter what the category of the storm in our life is God is still able to handle those things for you because he is your refuge in what way God presents himself in our troubles secondly our strength god is our refuge and he is our strength you know when trouble comes our lives we lose strength when we are hit with troubles often we often lose our strength do we feel that we are under the attack do you feel that you lost your strength somewhere are we weary already are we weary in doing good at times Let the God of power, let him supply his strength to you. Let him uphold you and me with his righteous right hand. You know, for some of us, as we are getting older, the old age has been a frightening aspect. As aging body is kind of falling apart, which is more susceptible to illness now than before. Declining strength, at times there is a feeling when you talk to old people, they say that I don't know why am I, I on the face of this, I'm useless. Sometimes we, old age, lose their friends, their friends are no more around, they're all gone. In fact, they themselves are getting ready, they themselves are drawn closer to their end. Loneliness, feelings of alienated from others, even from children and grandchildren. You know, all these can grip. People in old age, they lose their strength. But God is telling you that He is your strength. And thirdly, totally, how can be He be in the midst of our trouble? Verse forty-six again: God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. What does it mean, very present help in trouble? You know, help alone is not going to help. But help must be present when help is needed. Amen? Do you, do you see the difference? When somebody is going through a heart attack, for example, there are EHS vehicles parked, hundreds of them parked in front of, the capital, in front of the main hospital in the city. Help is available there, but somebody is suffering with heart attack 20 miles away. Even though help is available, if the help doesn't come, if the help doesn't present in the place where it's needed, in the time where it's needed, help is not going to help. How many newborns lost their lives because help was not available at at, at the right time? How many moms lost their lives during delivery because help was not available for them? How many people died in heart attack, as I said, because they did not get the help on time? How many teenagers drowned in the lakes because help did not arrive on time? Are we able to see the difference? The kind of help that God can provide. You know how this is possible? By trusting God. The more you trust, the more God helps you. Our God is always present when we need Him. God is, Bible says, God is near to the brokenhearted. Can you read the scripture, beautiful scripture, Psalm 34, verse 18, let's read that together. Psalm 34, 18, the Lord is near to those, the help is near to those who have a broken heart. And saints such as have a contrite spirit. Throughout the Bible, God never promised that he is as close as this with somebody, not in any other situation, only in this situation, those who are having a broken heart, those who are having a humble spirit, those who are having a contrite spirit, the spirit of always willing to cry to God the spirit that breaks when kneels down the spirit that breaks when the presence of God is felt the spirit that breaks when hands are lifted up the spirit that breaks when we surrender ourselves to God God is near God is near God comes and sits next to us Psalm 46 gives us a great assurance that God is in our trouble secondly God in our midst. Verse 4 There is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God. The holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her just at the break of dawn. The nations raged, the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice. The earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. God in our midst. Because God is in our midst, scripture is talking about three things important here. Number one, there is gladness. Can you say gladness? It's another word for joy. It's another word for being happy. Gladness. Verse 4, there is a river whose streams shall make the city of God glad, shall make glad the city of God. What God is saying? What the writer is saying, there is a river, and that streams make glad the city of God. City of God refers to Israel, city of God refers to children of God. Wherever children are there, God are there. They are all city of God. So Halifax, is it a city of God? Yes? Are we sure? Yes, right? You're very sure, right? There is no doubt about it. As long as you and I are here in this city, it is a city of God. And wherever you go, that city, which city are you going? Edmonton, right? So when you go to Edmonton, that city is going to be a city of God. It may be already a city of God. There are people of God already there. So you're going to join them. The river that flows, the streams, they go and make the city of God glad. And who is this river, by the way? Who can, who else can be other than the Holy Spirit? Amen? This river of God represents right away Holy Spirit. Who else can make the city glad? The river that Ezekiel saw in chapter 47, he saw in his vision, the river that is flowing out of the temple of God. The river of Holy Spirit, the river of life that we read in the book of Revelation chapter 22, the river of life, the Holy Spirit, the water that Jesus was talking to Samaritan women, the river that makes the city of God glad, the river of living water that Jesus was talking about in John chapter 7, the Holy Spirit, when the Spirit of God comes in our lives, he brings great joy. He brings great joy to the city. He brings great joy to our lives. Romans chapter 14 verse 17, shall we read this scripture? for the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit you know sometimes we need a weekend party right don't we we need right why just want to be happy for some time and there is nothing wrong I'm not against parties we need to rejoice we need to celebrate right But eating and drinking alone is not going to make us glad. Make you momentary happiness, but the raw joy comes. The gladness comes when the oil of gladness is poured upon your life and my life. Amen. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Always be thankful for the Holy Spirit. You cannot imagine a life that is without the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit would not have been poured on the face of this earth. When Jesus was taken up into the heavens. If the Holy Spirit was not given. Today what a life that we will be living on the face of this earth. Every weekend instead of coming to church. We may be going to party because you know what we need? A good time. But we choose to come into the presence of God. Just because of the Holy Spirit. Do you have the joy of the Lord? Are we glad knowing that God is in our midst are we glad to know that Holy Spirit resides inside of us so we are glad God is in the midst of us so we are glad secondly Bible says as we read from Psalm 46 we will not be moved because God is in our midst we will not be moved can you say we will not be moved because God is in the midst we will not be moved. Can you have you seen or noted or read about when the river floods? What will happen? When the river floods, it carries everything that comes on its way. Now we were part of the land where you know always we have problem with our dams, right? So we don't know when the dam is going to break because the water level increases, increases, and some point of time. They need to open the floodgates. And they, when they open the floodgates, you know, otherwise the whole dam is going to flood and it's going to break. And if that breaks, it's going to take millions of lives away. But instead, they open the floodgates when the water level goes beyond. And I have seen, you know, standing there when the river dam was opened, the amount of stuff that it carries. You know, even see, we can see houses floating on the water. It moves everything. It moves everything. But here we talk about God. When the God is in the midst of us. Bible says you will not be moved. What does it mean? We will not be shaken. We will not be touched by any of the troubles that comes on our way. If we don't trust God, we will be easily moved away. We will be easily thrown away. You know how many of us can testify? Those who are sitting here and those who are listening to me. If God would not have been there in the midst of your situation at that moment, you would have been thrown away. You would have been thrown away. Maybe because of your sickness. Maybe because of your relationship struggles that you had. Maybe because of your financial situation. Maybe because of the the, the kind of uh, situation that you had with your family. For some reason, you would have been thrown away long ago only because God is in the midst of us. As I said last week, there are many things that we do not know what is happening in our lives against us, around us, but God protects us, keeps us safe. Psalm 125 verse 1, can we read this beautiful scripture? Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be moved, but it abides forever. What does it mean forever? It's going to stay. Mount Zion is going to stay forever. That's what it means. All the other mountains may be burnt. Other mountains may be destroyed. The mount of God is going to stay forever. And those who trust in God, they are immortal. No matter what happens to them on the face of this earth, they are immovable. They are going to stay forever. And thirdly, the psalm says, the portion we read, because God is in the midst of us. This is interesting. Verse 5, God will help you at the last moment. I mean, that's how I understood the scripture. Verse 5, God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her just at the break of dawn. That is amazing. God will help her. I never understood the scripture in this way. God will help her just at the break of dawn. I was asking God, what's wrong with you? Where you were throughout the night? (laughs) Where did you go, God? Why are you waiting for the just the break of dawn? And if I ask you, many of you can testify. That's how God works. He waits till the break of dawn. He waits, we have only one week for our if we do, our passport doesn't come. We may have to quit the nation, we have to get out of the country. But we have been praying and praying depending on God. Sundays we don't used to go to church, but now every Sunday we are coming to church. Why? Because passport not has, has not come why because our permanent residency is not approved why my visa is not approved I want to go to church now and that's how God works and he waits till the last moment for what to get a proper grip on you and shake you up and tell you listen you need God listen you need God you can't do it without him because God is in the midst of us he brings things he won't leave you he will never leave you he'll do it but he'll do it at the last minute until then he'll make you to trust him more it appears to be failing at times but God remember God works on time It appears to be losing at times, but remember God brings victory in every time, in the right time. It appears to be drowning in shame at times, but God lifts you up. I don't know how many of you experience God doing this at the last moment. I have. Many of you have. God shall help her just at the break of dawn. In some of your lives, I understand the night may be too long already. You may be waiting for the dawn. You may be knowing that you know you may know that God is going to work. But Lord my time has not come I've been waiting Lord waiting Lord the night seems to be very long. When children are sick when they cry make us not to sleep throughout the night. Don't you wait for that morning to come so that we can take the child to the doctor. When you go tonight you couldn't go peacefully because of the argument that you had. Throughout the night, you were sleepless and you've been waiting, waiting, Lord, when it will be morning, I can get up and go to my work. You've been waiting for a long time, but remember, God is in the midst of you. Martin Luther, that's what he experienced. For him, the night was too long. But every time he did not fail to run to Psalm 46. Finally, number three, God who is in our battles. God in our battles, was 8, Come, behold the works of the Lord, who has made desolations in the earth. He makes war cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and cuts the spear in two. He burns the chariot in the fire. Was said, "Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge." Selah. God is telling you three things now. Because God is a God. God is a warrior. He is a man of battle. God is in the midst of our battles. And we all have struggled, we all have fights and battles within ourselves, within our family members, with our friends, and with the devil, with the enemy. And God is telling us three things. Number one, behold. Can you say behold? Verse will say it again. Come, behold the words of the Lord. God is telling you behold. That simply means look and deeply consider the words of the Lord. You know, at times we are very shallow, we just read through it. But God is telling us, behold, just stand and gaze upon, stand and look what I'm doing on the face of this earth. When we see a glimpse of it, when we see a little bit of what God is doing, we don't understand the entirety of God. And God is telling us this morning, behold, see the mighty power. See the sovereignty that God has over his creations. He makes desolations on the face of this earth. He brings war to cease. That's the reason this morning we prayed. Lord, you would bring it to cease. Lord, why we are asking God? Because he does that. And he breaks the bow and cuts the spear in two. He burns the chariot in fire. And he... And we need to see and behold how he protects and how he delivers his people and how he executes his justice and brings peace on the face of this earth you know, especially those who are longing for justice those who are crying out to God that see, thinking that you have never received justice in your life God is telling you this morning behold 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 is a word that is more intense than just gazing and just looking. Lose your entire self by understanding, by looking with understanding. That's what behold. And God is asking you to behold. And secondly, he is telling you to be still, worse and again. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Be still. Be still. What does it mean? begin to wonder begin to look in awe that's the only appropriate response of beholding when we look into something what god is doing in your life and somebody else's life you look in wonder you look in awe be still and know that i am god And God is simply telling us, you don't need to do anything when we want God to move on on your behalf into certain areas in your life. You have done everything that you need to do, but now it is a time to be still. Hold your breath. Hold your peace. Because ultimately the enemy can be brought down by your warrior, the man of war. Wait for God to work on your behalf. You remember the battle of Rephidim. We read that in Exodus chapter 17. When Moses' hands were held up, the Israelites prevailed. When the hands were put down, the Amalek prevailed. And they were not doing anything, even though Joshua is out there in front of the army. All that God was expecting you to do the same thing that what Moses was doing on the day in the battle of Rephidim. Be still hands lifted up giving praise to God giving thanks to God for what he has done just be still and see what God does and totally he says no be still and know that I am God be still that I know that I am the most high I will be exalted among the nations You know that the victory, the triumph is not just a possibility, but word of God is reassuring that it is going to happen. It is certain, it's not one of the possibilities, but it is certain that it is going to happen. And that's the reason word of God is telling us, know your God, how much we know our God, you know, that's much we get victory in different areas. Knowledge of God is very important. And again I reiterate that. Not just experience. You need to know your God. How do we know our God? By studying the Bible. By not listening to experience and testimony. By studying the word of God. We know who our God is. Know your God. The power of his presence. Of protection in our lives. Just want to summarize this morning. Psalm 46 is a simple psalm. And it is easy to convey what God is trying to convey through this psalm. Shall we all just arise this morning as we close? i just summarize. Psalm 46 really portraits a God who is in our troubles, who is in the midst of us, who is in our battles. This morning, whatever your situation may be, whatever battles that you are waging against something, someone, or the devil in your life god is telling us in times of troubles he is our refuge he is our strength he is our very present help no doubt about it all that we need to do is we need to rush to god we need to come to psalm 46 the god of psalm 46 and psalm 46 again says because god is in our midst there is gladness we will never be moved and God will do it again in the right time in our lives and because He is a God of the battles God wants us to be held God wants us to be still and know that He is God this morning God has spoken to you I do not know about your situation but I believe that God knows about your situation and you exactly know what you are going through this morning We are going to ask for God's help right now.